It's time for Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. This program is, most of the time, a kind of satsang, consisting of various spiritual discourses. Occasionally, I'll do a program on a subject like the Book of Enoch, or Lost Books of the Bible, or Gospel of Mary Magdalene on occasion, since I've spent so many years studying that. And that's actually how I found this path of the masters, this path of Santmat. Many years ago, I was studying the Gnostic Gospels and wanted to know who's like that now. Who in the world today is offering initiations into the mysteries and is revealing the secrets about the ascension of the soul through the seven heavens and the whole... Sherpa guide thing, you know, offering guidance about inner space, traversing the inner mysteries of divine light and sound. Where is the church of Meister Eckhart? I looked at the corner of Maine and Union and couldn't find it. Or the church of the Valentinian Gnostics, where are they now? The Manichaean Studies Institute or some Gnostic school of mysticism. Where are they? I asked myself and eventually found a book called The Path of the Masters by Julian P. Johnson and found something in the 20th century, now the 21st, that resembles the Nag Hammadi Library School of Spirituality, the Gnostics, the mystics. Like those medieval mystics, only in the world today. On today's edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio, I'll delve into the mystic teachings and poetry of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, and we'll delve into the five passions of the mind with a couple of spiritual discourses from Sant Kripal Singh. But I want to begin with a, a brief meditation, a brief reflection on the constellation of Orion, believe it or not. I've been listening to a number of lectures as of late about the influence of the sky on the evolution of humanity, the lunar cycle, those ancient peoples, the first intelligent humans who were very much connected with nature, unlike us in the modern world with electronics and interior lighting. We've lost touch with the sky. We don't have a Stonehenge calendar to tell us when to plant crops and to alert us to the change of seasons. But the sky for ancient peoples, the cycle of the moon, being able to tell the time, evolving into time-keeping, intelligent beings evolving myths, projecting our psyche into the heavens. The constellations, ancient cave paintings, the early myth of humanity is quite fascinating. And Orion is the most easily found, the most well-pronounced constellation you can see. A cosmic man in the sky. 
the most prominent constellation. And those stars have been in that configuration for many thousands of years. If you were to travel in time, back many thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, you could still spot the constellation Orion in the sky and see that cosmic human stick figure in the heavens. The earliest depiction linked to the constellation of Orion is a prehistoric mammoth ivory carving found in a cave in Germany back in the 70s. Archaeologists estimate that it was fashioned approximately 32,000 to 38,000 years ago. So when we look up into the heavens and see the constellation of Orion, of course all the stars, but I think of that cosmic man of Orion, we're sharing in that light. We're traveling time, we're touching the generations and beholding a light that was seen by human beings 38,000 years ago. It's something that connects the generations. And so, too, when we meditate and behold the inner light, we're doing something that Gnostic mystics once did, Syriac Christian monks have done, what countless generations have experienced before when they've meditated in India and in other schools of mysticism, Kabbalah, Sufism, the Christian mystics, Gnostics and Hermetic, mystics in Egypt long ago. That too is a kind of light that we can all behold and a light that that is timeless and is something that we share with previous generations. Beholding a light that others have seen for countless generations. Darya Sahib of Bihar is a major saint of the Sant Mat tradition of India. I've done past podcasts and radio shows about him, his mystic poetry. I've written an article, I have a booklet on the origins of Sant Mat, which is now online, presenting my theory that Darya Sahib are one of his guru successors, one of the spiritual masters he appointed, actually ended up being the initiating guru of Tulsi Sahib of Hathras. And of course, Tulsi Sahib was a very influential figure. Uh, his disciple, Shiv Dayal Singh, 
Santh Radhaswami Sahib, of course, went on to become a major figure and, you know, all of contemporary Sant Mat can be traced back to Tulsi Sahib. So to find out who his guru was is a major thing. And Darya Sahib's guru was called Sat Sahib, and like Darya, Sat Sahib's teachings resemble the Anurag Sagar of Kabir and the Dharam Das Kabir tradition, so thus we have uncovered the family tree of Satmat, going all the way back to the early Dharam Dasi gurus, you know, Sat Sahib, and then eventually Darya Sahib, and Tulsi Sahib, and Radhaswami and contemporary Santmat, the path of the masters, traced all the way back to Sant Dharamdas, disciple and devotee of Guru Kabir in a direct lineage, the family tree, if you will. Some teachings of Sant Darya Sahib, starting with some vegetarian passages, start with the ethical foundation and work our way within, work our way up. Veg passages of Darya. By consuming meat, fish, and wine, one is defiled and incurs enormous sins. Saints prescribe and praise the quality of fruits, flowers, and the vegetation arising from sprouts, which are conducive to happiness. Speaking of sprouts, being specifically named here <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, ethics of vegetarianism. I started consuming broccoli sprouts recently after reading some studies about how it's one of the ultimate superfoods, more so than regular broccoli. Broccoli sprouts are indeed quite a powerhouse of nutrition and some key nutrients present in the the broccoli and cruciferous family. So, Sant Daria is spot on here by mentioning sprouts in connection with a vegetarian, teetotaling, straight edge kind of lifestyle. Sant Daria Sahib, there are some who claim to be followers of Guru Nanak and Kabir, yet they eat the meat of goats and other animals. This indeed is utterly despicable, says Darya Sahib. It is Kal who maintains this world. He never turns his attention away from it, even for a moment. He has provided meat and fish as nourishment, and has thus drawn souls towards himself. Just as our own life is dear to us, so is life dear to all beings. Wise saints who are endowed with pure thought know this well. You know, when you choose to be vegetarian or better still vegan, you really are breaking from the system. You're exiting mystery Babylon, if you will. That is a major big deal. It's almost like for some eating meat is a kind of religion. Well, you know, it is a system identified here as uh, the way of the world, the way of the Kal Naringen, the lower power, the negative power. So when you become vegetarian or vegan, well, it, it shows that you're flexible, you're willing to change. The Greek word is metanoia. 
And it's really a big deal, and it's not just about diet. It's someone who is a spiritual seeker that is willing to go the distance. And diet is one part of that, but it's, of course, more than diet. It's uh, breaking free from the Lord of time, the negative power. Says Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, the world is caught in the snare of the mind. Another term for the metaphor, Kalnarinjan. Just as the fisherman catches fish in his net and kills them for food, so does Kal kill all beings. Time is the, em the enemy. Time wipes, uh, wipes out all physical beings sooner or later, right? Time is the enemy. Kal is the enemy. The term Kalnarinjan means lord of time, lord of death, lord of illusion. A kind of negative power of the lower realms. Says Darya Sahib, if your mind is truly fond of killing, then do kill. And I shall show you how. Says Darya Sahib, hold the sword of wisdom firmly in your hand and kill the warriors such as lust and the other passions, conquering the five as well as the twenty-five prakritis, and destroy all karmas and delusion. If you wish intoxicating drinks, in order to remain oblivious to worldly sorrows, says Darya Sahib of Bihar, then be addicted to Nam. Be addicted to the practice of the inner sound meditation. Discarding pride and hypocrisy and remain intoxicated forever, <laughs> says Darya Sahib of Bihar. You want intoxication, why not spiritual intoxication? Rising above body consciousness by way of meditation. And what's more effective than inner sound meditation at achieving that state of consciousness? Why not be intoxicated by going that route? Conquering the five as well as the 25 prakritis. Defining those terms for you. 25 prakritis, nature, the essential nature of mind and matter, which projects itself in various forms of emotions and actions. The five here is referring to the five passions of the mind. And this is a key fundamental teaching of the masters, the five passions of the mind, lust, anger, greed, attachment, and pride are the five passions of the mind or five warriors of call, the five thieves. They've also been called the five thieves, the five decoits, thieves, the five passions of the mind which are looting while man slumbers. That's the title of an article by Sant Kripal Singh. Five decoits, the five passions of the mind, the five thieves are looting while man slumbers. Everywhere people are in the same condition. Brothers, sisters, husbands, children, parents, friends, 
There is a sleeping state and a drunken state, and whereas a sleeping person can be awakened, what about he who is in the drunken condition? You can shout at him, but he is without consciousness and will not respond. These are hard facts. It is a very accurate picture of humanity. Even the few who try to find the cure in the scriptures of the religions are helpless, for one cannot awaken the consciousness by reading a book. <laughs> yes. Five decoits have entered these sleepy dwellings and have looted the vacant house. A quote from Kirpal Singh here. It doesn't say the source. might be the Sikh scriptures. He often quotes from the Sikh scriptures. Kirpal Singh. Everyone is sleeping, and the decoits, the five passions of the mind, are looting wildly. Who are these five decoits? They are anger, lust, greed, attachment, and ego. They are looting the people who are sleeping in a drugged state. Like this, man loses his most valuable possessions and tragically does not realize this is happening because he is so engrossed in the enjoyments that whatever knowledge of right he had is pushed aside. The nature of intoxication. Kirpal saying, a little awareness of the predicament he is in comes only when he has lost everything he possessed. The house is unprotected. The thieves can get in, for the owner is in a deep sleep. You are the owner of your physical house, are you not? Know it or not, you are in a drunken state, and although you have been awakened innumerable times, yet you merely say, yes, yes, I am awake, but this is only from outside, and you promptly go to sleep again. You have never awakened from within. There is no answering reply from your true self. If the point does not go home, the whole thing is superficial. Father, mother cannot protect you, nor can friends and relations. Another quote from Kirpal Singh here in this text. These people may suffer for or with you, but they cannot help you, for they too are asleep and are helplessly being looted, just like you. All are helpless sufferers at the hands of the five decoits, the five thieves, the five passions of the mind. And this includes the red and the unread, the rich and the famous alike. Riches and knowledge will not give self-protection. It is not a condition that can be improved with money or with intellectual knowledge. Do not the intellectuals fall also. The thieves cannot be controlled by the intellect, nor can they be bribed. Swamiji Maharaj has also given a very lucid explanation on this subject, so we will take a little of his hymn now and then return afterward to Guru Arjan Sahib. How can the sleeping mind be awakened, brothers? Tell me what steps must I take? Verse from Swamiji Maharaj. 
If we have understood that we are now asleep, that the mind is sleeping within us, then what steps have we taken to ensure that we awaken? Even 100 wise men will have the same wisdom, and Swamiji is explaining the same thing as Guru Arjun Dev. Those who sleep are awakened, see everything in crystal clarity, and know what safeguards to take. He explains how to awaken and also why we have not awakened to date through various practices we have been doing. One went on pilgrimage, even kept the fast, became filled with bookish knowledge, says Guru Arjun Dev. But it didn't help, did it? Those religious rites and rituals. Well, we're coming to the end of the segment. We'll take a break, and when I return, in the next segment, more from this spiritual discourse by Kirpal Singh on the five decoits of the mind, the five thieves, the five passions of the mind in this state of intoxication and how to be free from it and enter into a spiritual awakening. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after this break. Spiritual Awakening Radio continues. Before the break, I was reading a discourse from Sant Kripal Singh from The Night is a Jungle on the five passions of the mind, spiritual slumber, and the hope of awakening. Kripal Singh, leave your troublesome, busy home life for a while and go to sit at the feet of some enlightened soul. You cannot awaken by merely taking a dip in some holy river. This is not the fault of the places of pilgrimage. They are what we have made them. Places of enjoyment, holiday resorts, attractions to sightseers. This is not the true purpose of making a holy place of pilgrimage. And what can a dip in a holy river do for you? Asks Kripal Singh of taking a, a swim in the Ganges or being baptized in water. Some religious ritual that has symbolic meaning, yes. But getting beyond symbolism, when does that happen? When does that occur in the life of the spiritual seeker? Kripal Singh here quotes a passage from somewhere, perhaps the Adi Granth, the Sri Guru Granth Sahib. If the mind is dirty, everything is dirty. By washing the body, the mind cannot be cleansed. This world is an illusion of forgetfulness. Only a few can find the truth. So how can the mind be purified? Oh, my mind, repeat only the Nam. The Satguru has given me this wealth. Kripal Singh 
Through the Nam, one can become pure. One is highly fortunate if one meets anyone who is a true lover of Nam. For purity starts when one is joined to it. Kirpal sang from The Night is a Jungle. On a true baptism, a baptism into the eternal sound, the divine Nam, the sound of God. This discourse by Kirpal Singh is also from The Night is a Jungle, one of the best of Kirpal Singh books. Thief of your life's breath. Bhajan is imperative to right living, for the true meaning of bhajan is to go within and rejoin the Lord, nothing more nor less. It has ever been the aim of all true masters to teach people this kind of bhajan, this kind of meditation. The inner bhajan through which by contact with God within, the mind becomes intoxicated with his presence. The music of the spheres should be constantly audible to the devoted soul, thereby intoxicating it. For the soul is itself a part of that same sound. The audible life stream has power to render this world's odious taints totally ineffective. And so we are urged to regularly attend satsang, the one place where we can be in company with truth. Our soul is not free from mind and senses. It is not fortunate enough to have yet achieved oneness with the truth, so it desperately needs the company of one who is at one with truth. Get dyed in the colorless Nam. When the masters dye the souls in the sound of Nam, no other color can take effect, but for the unfortunate undyed, the world's influence continues to apply, stain upon stain. The cause of all our distress can be traced to the fact that we have not been drenched in the true color of Nam. From where does this color come? He is the overflowing, intoxicating color of love. The company of the saint infuses a real desire. In the company of him in whom the love of God, God's intoxicating color, is overflowing, one can absorb the radiation of this very nature. If then through his mercy we also get a contact or a connection with the God in him, we will have that intoxication with us 24 hours a day. The intoxication of Nam, Onanic, inebriates night and day. And if we study the matter, we find that all the grumbles of the world arise from lack of this contact. When anyone would complain to Hazur, as in Hazur Baba Sawan Singh, about inability to still the mind, he would reply, your Simran is not constant enough. And from the complaint of not being able to sit for long in meditation, the same reply was given. Our real difficulty is that the world's color has drowned us. 
If it could be bleached out, then we would be clean and ready for a new fresh color to enliven us. A dirty cloth must first be washed clean before attempting to dye it. Our heart and intellect are stained with the color coming from the level of mind and senses. We are stained with the actions of life, and added to this are the stains of the past, birth upon birth. Even if you put aside past lives and consider this life alone, how many years have passed already? It might be that through the mercy of some master you were fortunate to be in his company and enjoy the benefit of a little of that nom color. But even so, it is said that we must do Simran and serve the Satguru. We are dyed in the worldly color through doing the world Simran or remembrance. And it can only be washed out by doing the Simran or remembrance and Dion contemplation of the Lord. So you can say that the first step is Simran, controlled thought, and it should be constant without a break. This is the washing process before the soul is ready to be drenched in the color of God, in the color of love. One jop or repetition, one thought. Think of one. Sigh for one. Sing the praise of one. Through mind and body, with love, repeat the Lord's name. That's the meaning of the word Simran. Remembering God by repeating his name or names, a spiritual practice of Satmat, repeating God's name. More on Simran from Sant Kripal Singh after the break. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned. to Spiritual Awakening Radio. The word Simran literally means remembrance. It's the first spiritual practice of Santmat. During meditation, one begins the meditation by repeating a name or names of God as a way to invoke the positive power and to focus on the positive power. One can also do Simran as a spiritual exercise anytime one's mind is free during the day or during the night. A kind of prayer of the name as a way to focus on God anytime, anywhere. A pocket of meditation wherever you go. Kirpal Singh from The Night is a Jungle Simran is the first step Logically, one will be drenched in the color of the one in whose name the Simran is done. If you keep someone in your heart, you will reside in theirs. If the disciple remembers the Guru, the Guru will remember the disciple. And if there is remembrance on both sides, that creates receptivity. And the Guru and disciple become one. Sat Guru protects the disciple with his life. 
In such condition, the disciple becomes suffused in the master's color. In the clear heart, the true knowledge becomes apparent. Naturally, those who do Simran will be dyed in that color. When masters feel so inclined, they reveal themselves somewhat, and great wisdom comes forth for our benefit, in whom the color of the Lord is not yet fast. Realize that the soul is a conscious entity. It is ever-existent, all wisdom and perfect bliss. When the mind and senses are washed clean from their dirty color, and the soul, which is attention, gets connected to the greater attention, then, without effort, it will radiate bliss. Says Kirpal Singh. From a chapter in the book, The Night is a Jungle, on The Thief of Your Life's Breath. The following is from the book Darya Sahib, Saint of Bihar, on the spiritual path, the spiritual journey, the path of true love. A person is transformed in the company of a saint or Satguru because the Satguru kindles true love and devotion in him and helps him remain steadfast on the path of love, the path of bhakti. In this regard, Darya points out the following. Love is the only way to attain eternal union with the beloved. Pure love lies in love for Nam, this deep love is marked by intense longing for the beloved, so much so that the lover is prepared to sacrifice his very life on the altar of love. Only a true brave one can tread this path of love, which requires dying while living. As a result of following the path of true love, one attains the unsurpassed bliss of eternal union. Some comments here. Love is the only way to attain eternal union with the beloved. The path of the masters or santmat is as much a path of bhakti or love and devotion as it is the discipline of inner light and sound meditation concentrating at the third eye center. Just discipline alone, struggling with meditation, is not enough to have success with meditation. Going beyond the darkness, reaching the light, reaching the sound that's beyond the silence, that comes from beyond the silence in meditation. Love has to be the foundation, the motive. The quest is powered by love for the Supreme Being, love for the Beloved. 
Love provides enough concentration, enough attention to achieve results, enough concentration to truly go within. Pure love lies in love for Nam. This deep love is marked by intense longing for the beloved. So much so that the lover is prepared to sacrifice his very life on the altar of love. That's a, a great description of meditation, actually. You're sitting quietly in meditation. You're taking a break from the outside world, the external, physical, material plane of consciousness. And you're going to be dead to the world for a while. You are someplace else. Only a truly brave one can tread this path of love, which requires dying while living. Dying while living is a Sufi and Sant term for meditation, once again. Transcending the physical plane of consciousness by meditating. A kind of death before dying. Dying while living. Dying daily. And as a result of following the path of true love, one attains the unsurpassed bliss of eternal union. When you truly go within, when you reach the third eye center, when you behold the light, the alchemy of that transformation is obvious to you. There's something wonderful about beholding the light, something transformative that happens instantly. And upon hearing the sound, even for 60 seconds, it's a wonderful experience. There is bliss when you successfully concentrate at the third eye and rise above body consciousness, that's another way of describing a natural high or bliss as a result of meditation practice. We'll delve into verses of Sant Darya Sahib. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after this break. Says Sant Darya Sahib, Saint of Bihar, the technique of love is truly the root of spirituality. Follow the technique as imparted by the Master. As soon as the inner lamp is lighted with His grace, the true Nam, the support of all, comes into sight. Says Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, without love there can be no devotion and wisdom. With love arisen, all this is realized with the Master's grace. With the intensification of love, one comes in contact with the true sound current, and like a lotus in water abides in its peace and bliss. 
when love and endearment are firmly ingrained, one attains the blissful elixir of Nam. With love and wisdom arisen, one moves with detachment in the world. Only he who finds a Satguru will have the true understanding of this path. Says Sant Darya Sahib, rare indeed is a human birth in this world. With great good fortune it is obtained, its purpose being the attainment of salvation. After going round and round the cycle of 84, the cycle of transmigration, one obtains a wise master in the world who can impart wisdom. Now abandon all and practice devotion to him as your avowed duty. Thereby your actions will not be contaminated by virtue and vice. As a result of great meritous deeds, one finds the holy feet of the Satguru, the glory of whom is sung by gods, men, and sages. Rarely is one blessed with a human birth. Having obtained this, one must discard from one's heart the deceptive knowledge of the elements. Blessed is he who recognizes the Satguru. Blessed is he who is dedicated to his service. Blessed is he who is merged into the sound current. Blessed is he who hears the true sound and merges into it. Such is his love and dedication that he never disunites from it. Blessed is he who realizes the beloved. Blessed is he who follows the discipline of the truth. Blessed is he who stands firm on the path of love. Blessed is he who has died deeply in its color, the color of love. Search for that love, O brother, which leads to salvation, which leads to Jiva Mukti. Then alone will the purpose of your life be fulfilled. Without the Satguru, your work cannot be accomplished. It is only through the love of the Satguru that one comes to abide in one's true home. Human life, verily or truly, is that beautiful water which enables the inner lotus to blossom. Let one offer this water of devotion with proper discrimination. The family of such a devotee will indeed be glorified. From the skin of a dead animal one can make shoes, but a dead human being is of no use at all. If, however, a human being is dedicated to God, in his life, he will become God himself. Says Sant Darya Sahib, What happiness is there in this village of the dead? 
where one is made to die and take birth again and again. If one does not realize the true name, the indestructible tree, one will only run after worldly pleasures which are like a night's dream. Seek refuge under the Satguru, says Darya. Life will one day inevitably be lost in death. The king of death cannot do any harm to the soul, and she will drink nectar in the immortal abode. She will thus come to realize the grace of the Satguru, and the purpose of her life will be well fulfilled. The true path cannot be found without a saint, and life is wasted in vain. If this life is spent without finding the goal, when can one find his home again? Rare indeed is this human birth. One cannot find it again and again and again. Let this life be dedicated to the devotion of the true name, O oh my dear. Recognize the Satguru, be in his service, and obtain sublime glory by singing the praise of the divine sound. Discriminating properly, dedicate yourself to the service of such a one who teaches the true sound current as the path to salvation. Some mystic verses of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar. Some closing thoughts about the cosmic man, the constellation Orion. It stimulated intelligence in early man to see meaning in the heavens, to see oneself in the heavens. And it became a kind of prophecy. Our destiny, our evolution. One day, there was an astronaut in those heavens for the first time. Human being in space. But I see another meaning, another evolutionary step. Illustrated by the constellation Orion, the cosmic man in the night sky. To be a person of light to explore inner space. That too is our destiny, that is our evolutionary step, one we can take today as we sit down and practice meditation. Thanks for joining me today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. Contact me if you like by email. My address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Tune in again next week at the same time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.